welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist, and I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. So today I'm going to be talking all about eating disorders and afterbirth, pregnancy, all of that. And the episode request this week has come from a lovely listener who um, has recently, I believe, given birth to a lovely baby girl. But when she first contacted me, she explained that um, during pregnancy, she has been eating much more easily without restrictions and shame and how this has felt really good. However, As with many people, she was really worried about delivering her baby and then feeling that horrendous pressure to kind of get back into her genes or whatever, to um, return to kind of pre-pregnancy size. And of course, that was making her feel really understandably insecure and vulnerable. Okay, so this is such a great topic to talk about and I don't think I've ever talked about pregnancy and post-birth and eating disorders before on the podcast. So well overdue and thank you lovely listener for requesting this. So hearing this question brings for me such a wave of compassion and understanding because I think you know anyone who has had a baby, gone through pregnancy will probably really relate to this question. It's not something that's unique to people with eating disorders. It's very much a symptom of diet culture the immense pressures that we can feel under just to sort of for our bodies to return to how they were before. And this also makes me feel so angry at diet culture. You know, I just think, isn't it terrible that we feel under this pressure? It makes me feel very rageful, really. Is rageful a word? <laughs> that we feel under this pressure and it just feels so crazy in a way that we feel this pressure to get our bodies back but it is a very real one. So pregnancy, birth and the months after you've birthed your baby can be incredibly special and magical and also incredibly challenging times and if you have an eating disorder you may struggle with the changes in your body and appetite. And if you've previously struggled with an eating disorder, you can be extremely vulnerable to relapse during the prenatal and postpartum periods. Now, I think it's also worth saying that some people who haven't struggled even with an eating disorder before may also find pregnancy and birth and that postnatal period to be a trigger because there's so much physical and emotional change going on. Having said this, some people also find that these times can actually help them with a shift in body image because there's a change in values and focus and perspective. There's no right or wrong way to cope though. So however you're coping is how you're coping and I think, you know, want to bring lots of compassion and understanding here. And sometimes as well, you don't even know how you're going to cope with this whole situation until you are in it. Now we know that eating disorders affect about five to eight percent of pregnant women. There is a real challenge of dealing with your changing body, which can start early on in pregnancy as well. I think the reality of when one becomes pregnant is that you can start to notice weight gain, changes in your body as your body is kind of laying down and fat, it kind of fat stores to kind of 
you know, protect you, protect your baby, to fuel you for the duration ahead. And it can feel very challenging to deal with because you can feel logically, well, my baby is probably only a few cells in size at the moment. So why is my body changing in this way? So pregnancy weight gain is often unpredictable and it doesn't follow a nice linear line. And this can really feel out of control and scary, particularly if you're someone who pre-pregnancy has experienced a lot of safety and sort of stability from monitoring a weight, being a certain size, if a lot of your self-worth is linked to your body shape, understandably when it then goes when your body then goes through the changes in pregnancy this can be extremely challenging to deal with now when you're pregnant as well there's often a lot of attention during this time about gaining the right amount of weight while being weighed and measured at prenatal appointments also i think people with often good intentions your friends and family may be commenting on your bump size changes in your body and this can feel unhelpful and also draw more attention to your body. Social media doesn't help either with all these of images of gym honed bodies even when people are pregnant, perfect pictures and this can trigger waves of insecurity and self-criticism. And there is of course this incredible pressure to bounce back and fit into your pre-pregnancy genes in a number of weeks. So remember as well celebrities do have personal trainers chefs and highly curated Instagram feeds. So we have to be so careful when we are looking at these images. Many people as well struggle with the changes to their body after giving birth. It's normal and understandable, particularly as you're recovering and healing. And new mothers can often describe feeling shocked, embarrassed and anxious as they adjust to weight gain, stretch marks and loose skin post-pregnancy. So I think it's worth saying that if you've previously used food or a focus on your body as a means of coping with emotional stress, change and life upheaval, pregnancy, birth and the early years, you know, can invite all of these things. You know, having a baby or babies is a huge life transition, a wonderful one, but also such a big transition and change. And sometimes it can bring In addition to perhaps the joy and the happiness of having your new baby, you might also feel isolated or lonely. You might be really struggling with the changes in your body. You may be really struggling with the changes in your identity. Now being a mother, but also perhaps readjusting your previous relationships to those around you, to work, to your hobbies, to everything else. It's a very big change. So now I'm going to talk about 11 ways to help support yourself through all these changes and particularly with a sort of focus around body image and food. So number one, ride the wave of the possible benefits in food and body image that you experience during your pregnancy period. Now, this isn't true for everyone. I truly understand that. If this isn't true for you, please don't beat yourself up because we're all different. We all have different relationships with different stages of life that we go through. But for anyone who's listening, as my listener was saying, who found that actually the pregnancy period was a little bit easier in terms of being able to fuel their body, be more accepting of their body, this can be a really positive way to try and keep riding on. So if you can use pregnancy as a reset, as a springboard to improve your relationship with food, this can be fantastic. 
and it won't work for everyone. But I know that I have worked with several clients who found pregnancy one of the times where they were able to be so much kinder to their body and it did result in a bit of a U-turn in their relationship with food and body image. Now, my ex-client Victoria has something to share on this as well, and my lovely client Victoria, she had a lovely baby boy around, I think he's eight months old now, which um, he's like a complete miracle baby. And when I worked with Victoria, one of her biggest goals was to have a baby. And um, I'm just so thrilled and happy that that has happened for her and her lovely family. So Victoria says, When I was pregnant, my disordered thoughts reduced to a whisper. I didn't have to force myself to eat, I just did. Being pregnant helped me to progress towards making peace with my body and food. And during the first trimester, my diet mainly consisted of carbs because eating bread, pasta, etc. was the only thing that stopped my morning sickness. In this way, I overcame my fear of carbs and sugar. So, Victoria's a great example here of how she was able to embrace more flexibility and variety with food and actually allow herself to eat some of her old fear foods during pregnancy and then she's been able to sort of transition that to the post-birth period which has been fantastic and um, you know not to say here like Victoria as with all of us is still on our ongoing journey and I don't want to kind of idealize a situation and give you a mixed message that you should be able to suddenly embrace carbs and sugar and off you go into the sunset because I think it's it's a kind of a bumpy old road all of this but if you have had a more positive phase with your relationship with food during the pregnancy period you can really take this through into the post-birth period and you can take some of those learnings and hold on to them. But as I've said, it's not true for everyone. And if you're struggling in pregnancy or you really did struggle, there's no judgment here. We all have a very different experience. Okay, number two, talk openly with your health professionals about your previous eating issues so that you can be supported in the best way. Now I think unless you have a very visually obvious eating disorder, so for most people that's not gonna be true because for 85% of people with eating disorders, they are not underweight, your healthcare professional may not realize that you are struggling with your eating and body image. Um, you know, it may be something that's not even on the radar and you may be asked a few questions, but they may not go deep enough or enable you to feel that you can open up and explore these issues safely and comfortably. So what I would say to you is, if you can, be open. Talk to your health professionals about what's going on because then you can actually get that support you've got a safe space then hopefully where you can vent and sometimes even just saying things out loud takes the power out of them, helps us to shift and move into a different place. Now, Victoria as well was very open with her healthcare professionals because of, she was on a journey, you know, in recovery from anorexia nervosa. And one thing with Victoria is she hadn't weighed herself for years since recovering from anorexia because she realized how this triggering this was and how it would really set her back. So Victoria was very open with her doctors and midwives and she asked not to be weighed during pregnancy. 
and um, sometimes they were quite persistent with that and um, wanted her to be weighed and I'm not saying here on the podcast that this advice should be taken over and above what your medical professionals are telling you but I'm just saying to you what is really important is just to communicate if things are difficult for you so you can maybe negotiate and work to find a solution that's going to be helpful. But for Victoria, because there wasn't that massive focus on being weighed all the time and then talking about weight, etc., etc., this definitely helped her to cope with her changing body. And she also hasn't weighed herself since birth as well. So that has been a really sort of a helpful tip to help manage the body image because there's not the focus on that number, which then sort of draws that big preoccupation back towards food. Okay, the next one, number three, focus as you can on everything your body has done for you and is doing for you and your baby. So your body is incredible. It has grown this amazing baby and a whole new organ being the placenta. So your body's done such a lot of shifting and growing and changing to accommodate this new life. And your body is now tasked with feeding this baby healing from the birth, holding, carrying, looking after the baby, and doing all of this while you're getting very little sleep. I mean, when we sort of say that out loud, it's quite incredible, isn't it? Just what your body is doing. So work to just take baby steps to really try to appreciate what your body is doing. Okay, your body has been through a lot. It's birth, this incredible new baby, and yeah, your body is keeping you alive. It's enabling you to look after your newborn. It's enabling you to do all these incredible things. So if you can try to focus on that side of things, it can be incredibly helpful. And number four, leading on from that last point, is aiming for that body neutrality over body positivity. Because it can feel like such a huge jump to love your body and be really body positive, especially after you just birthed a baby. So body neutrality can often be much more manageable. Body neutrality is really, as it says on the tin, it's where your body is just more neutral. You're not focusing on your body as much. Your body is more like just an instrument that's getting you around And hopefully you may have a memory of at some stage in your life when you were a child where you didn't even think about your body image. Now that's not true for everybody, but if you did have a period of your life where you were much more body neutral, you were just using your body to move freely through the world and you didn't even really think about it in an aesthetic way, that can be really helpful to consider that that would be a great place to move back towards. So body neutrality as well can think about more, you can think more about what your body can do for you, you know, less focus on aesthetics, focusing on movement, focusing on strength, focusing on all the incredible systems and organs and physiology of your body to just really shifting the focus. Number five, observe and increase awareness of your negative body thoughts and give yourself so much more grace and compassion. So as I said before on this podcast, we have 60,000 plus thoughts a day. So many of those are repetitive. And a lot of your thoughts might be really unhelpful. (laughs) And remember, thoughts are not facts. 
And if you are, for example, looking in the mirror and labeling yourself with horrible names, if you're judging yourself, if you're telling yourself that you should fit back into your pre-pregnancy genes, all of these thoughts are gonna create a lot of anxiety and distress. They're gonna probably lead you to maybe restrict your eating, do things with food that aren't gonna be helpful to your body. It's not gonna put you in a good place. So start to notice and just have more awareness of your thoughts. And that is the first step because sometimes it's quite hard to change your thoughts. So if you notice that you're looking in the mirror and you're saying something like, oh, I really hate my stomach. It's still so bloated and big. I look as though I'm still pregnant. Try to reframe that thought and to reframe it in a much more neutral way. So you can say something like, my stomach does look different now. It's because I've had a baby. So notice that we're naming and observing the thought without judging. So it's not positive or negative, it's quite neutral. So you, another one could be if you are noticing stretch marks on your body and saying something like, oh, my stretch marks are so disgusting. You could reframe this and think about this in a different way. So you could say something like, I'm thankful that my body was able to stretch and change to allow me to carry and deliver my baby. So we're trying to sort of shift those thoughts into a more neutral place, also to try and be a little bit more grateful for our bodies. And I'm really saying this with a lot of compassion because I know this is really, really, really hard, okay? And what I don't want you to do is to be beating yourself up because you can't be kind to your body, okay? You just gotta start where you are and little baby steps count. Now, something that Victoria has to share on this as well, um, my ex-client, is Victoria says that my stomach had always been the focus of my body image problems, yet surprisingly, I really enjoyed having a bump. And it seems as though my brain can cope with a distended stomach if it knows that there's a baby inside. <laughs> so. Now Victoria says that, um, you know, pre-pregnancy, she was so focused on her stomach, but now to cope with sort of the changes in her body, she says, my stomach is now so much smaller in comparison to the bump that I'm much happier with it than I was prior to becoming pregnant. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's very relative really in terms of the judgment here around body size. You know, prior to becoming pregnant, Victoria was very focused on her tummy, thinking that she wasn't small enough. But now she's been through pregnancy and then her bump has shrunk back down again sort of several months on. Um, she can sort of see that contrast and actually um, ironically almost be more accepting of her body after pregnancy than she was before. And Victoria says as well, I remind myself that I've been pregnant and had a baby and my body isn't going to look the same or snap back to its pre-pregnancy state. So Victoria there as well is offering herself some acceptance and kindness and compassion, which is so, so helpful. Okay, number six. Don't force yourself into your pre-pregnancy clothing. So wear clothes that are comfortable and that fit you. Don't keep trying on a pair of jeans that are only going to lead you down a self-punishing path. You know, it's just so unhelpful because of you're just collecting so much evidence to make yourself dissatisfied with your body. It's very normal as well that in the post 
birth period and maybe for some time after you know your body may be different from how it was before you had a baby and that's okay so don't hesitate to actually go out and get clothes that fit your current body or even continue to wear your maternity clothing in those first few weeks as you need to the only person that knows the size of your clothing is you you know you don't have to broadcast it to the world it's just offering yourself acceptance we can all get so fixated on a number which is so unhelpful getting clothes as well doesn't have to be expensive you could shop maybe at um, thrift shores thrift stores (laughs) cannot speak there and maybe you could do some clothing swaps with your friends and maybe check out online places. Um, you know, there's different options. Um, but it's so important to wear clothes that are comfortable and fit and that make you feel good because of trying to get back into your pre-pregnancy jeans or any other items of clothing that um, you know, you're trying to force your body into are not going to be helpful and it's going to create so much self-loathing and self-criticism. Number seven, be conscious of how you deal with body image through the different behaviors throughout the day. So sometimes as well, if you have a lot of your worth attached to your body, you may be in the habit of doing a lot of body checking. So this can be really unhelpful. You know, if you're someone who's constantly looking at your belly in the mirror, if you are constantly kind of lifting your pullover up, looking at your belly, if you're constantly pinching yourself, all of these things are really, really unhelpful. So really try to make an effort to stop doing these things because if if you're looking for evidence that a part of your body is not as you would like it, you're always going to find the evidence and you're going to add fuel to the fire and end up beating yourself up and feeling very dissatisfied. When you look in the mirror, try and look at yourself as a whole and look at the background as well and think about your mirror usage. You don't need to be looking in the mirror multiple times per day, okay? Obviously, use a mirror for its functionality so you're going out the house without your top on inside out or something, but don't be looking in the mirror multiple times to body check because it's not gonna make you feel good. Okay, another thing as well is maybe get rid of your scales, put them out of sight, don't keep weighing yourself. Again, it's going to really probably create a lot of negative thoughts, make you very preoccupied with your weight and lead you as well back into sort of disordered eating behaviors. And as I said was earlier on the podcast episode today, Victoria talks about, you know, not weighing herself for years since she recovered from anorexia and continuing with this as well as she's gone through pregnancy and in the post-birth period and how this has been so, so helpful. I think another thing as well, another behavior to watch for is not comparing yourself to others, particularly on social media. <laughs> You're gonna just get the curated shiny version and probably from someone who's got a personal chef, a filter on, and um, is in a completely different body to you. So don't compare, it's not helpful. Really just try and focus on your own journey and just be careful as well of, because comparisons we often associate with social media, but check as well that you're not doing it on other platforms, even comparing yourself with other mums maybe on Facebook or your friends or your family or people that you see at baby groups. Really try not to do all of that. It is not helpful and everyone's body just deals with pregnancy and the post-birth period differently. Number eight, 
start to work to listen and trust your body more. So if you're hungry, give yourself something to eat. When you can, with a new baby, this isn't easy, but get that sleep, try and get a nap in, look after yourself. Slow down if you need to, try not to be charging around everywhere in that kind of fight flight sympathetic mode of your nervous system really try and get a bit of self-soothing in think about listening to your body thinking about what your body needs okay because particularly if you like you're breastfeeding if you're busy if you're not getting enough sleep you're probably going to be really hungry and it's really important to try and listen to your body and to nourish it and I think it's very natural when you're a new mum you know when you're a mum whatever stage you are of your child rearing journey that you can put yourself second that you don't do enough self-care but remember there's no prize for being the most exhausted person it's really important that you look after yourself and providing yourself with your basic needs is not only sort of good for your mental health physical health but also fosters a sense of respect and self-esteem as well which will help you accept and appreciate your body more and also will enable you to care better for your baby also. So number nine, honour your body by eating the foods and moving in a way that makes you feel good. So if you're not feeling good about your body you might be really tempted to restrict your eating and to be really hungry all the time and um, you might also be punishing yourself with over-exercise, doing really punishing workouts and you know, I think we just think about this, this is so hard when you're trying to look after a newborn and you're already like tired and depleted, it's just not great for you physically and mentally. So instead of restricting foods, give yourself unconditional permission to eat all the foods you enjoy. And by allowing the foods, you're gonna be more able to eat them in moderation, eating more in accordance with your body's hunger and fullness, and you're gonna be less vulnerable to things like binge eating and, um, you know, and then sort of like sliding into disordered eating behaviors, which you can be really vulnerable to when you are hungry, tired, not getting enough sleep, and you're so depleted. And when it comes to exercise, obviously a bit of movement can be really great. It can be fantastic to get out of the house, to get some fresh air, to be out in nature. And this can make you feel happier and stronger and more energized. But make sure the movement you're doing is supporting your new life as a parent and not making it harder or more stressful. So choose exercises that make you really feel good. Maybe something that's social, maybe that's something that gets you outside, maybe it's something that you know gives you that endorphin boost, but at the same time doesn't leave you feeling really, really depleted. Now, Victoria says with this as well that, you know, she has really struggled with her body image, um, especially after having a quite a traumatic birth with an emergency C-section. And apart from the C-section, she also had pre and post eclampsia, which meant she was in hospital for two weeks and couldn't walk for a long time. Um, so she was only able to return to the gym, and Victoria's a real gym bunny, um, around five months after giving birth. So Victoria found that during pregnancy, she did continue to go to the gym and, um, you know, but she sort of like really moderated her exercises to take care of her body. Um, and actually doing that active movement did help manage her anxiety as well during the pregnancy. But after giving birth, Victoria rem reminded herself that her body had gone through major surgery and a life-threatening illness. So to be really kind to herself. 
And now Victoria gets out and she goes for walks in nature, gets out, walks with a pram. And, you know, she's back to going to the gym now three times a week. But again, under the broader umbrella of self-care and really taking care of herself. Number 10. So my voice is getting a bit croaky. Be aware of social media usage. Don't be following those idealized and perfected accounts. Go for the real deal with people who are talking about honest motherhood. I think this is so important and it can be really easy, I think, when you are tired and depleted, etc., to get into a habit of scrolling on your phone. And this can just make you end up feeling rubbish. So I think a bit of intentional scrolling can be great. It can be liberating, particularly if you are looking at far flung places that you could go on holiday at some point in the future, or if you're looking at animal videos or something, whatever it is that turns you on really and makes you happy. Don't be looking at idealized, perfected images. This is not the time to do this. Is there ever a good time to do this? It's not gonna make you feel good. So be intentional with your social media usage. And number 11, really see the bigger picture and focus on your values. Try to view yourself as a whole person with all the different aspects of your character and personality rather than somebody with a body. (laughs) And think about how your friends and family members see you. Um, You know, and I'm sure that when they are spending time with you, they're not thinking about your body, they're thinking about all your qualities and the things that they love about you. Zoom out as well and really think about, you know, when you're looking back on your life in five years, 10 years time, when you're 90 and looking back on your life, you're not going to want these early years to have been really taken over by a focus on body and food, etc. You're going to want to look back and think that you enjoyed that time, you had a lovely time with your baby. So get focused on your values. We live in a toxic culture where we are given a lot of junk values really aren't we where we're sort of told how we look is more important than our character and other things that are so much more important so really stay focused on your deeper values and think what is really important to you so i'm going to sort of bring the tips part of this podcast to a close with some words of wisdom from victoria and victoria says having had a baby Rather than focusing on physical aesthetics, I can now fully appreciate what an amazing thing my body is. It grew a human being. The biggest change is now I have something bigger than myself to focus on. I have my miracle baby. And that's just such great advice and words of wisdom from Victoria. And thank you, Victoria, so much for contributing to this podcast. I really appreciate it so much. And I just want to give you all hope as well because of, um, you know, having worked with Victoria in the past, Victoria hasn't always been in this place where she can be much more accepting of her body. You know, she struggled, um, you know, in the depths of anorexia for a large part of her teenage and adult life. Um, It was very, very destructive and um, had a huge impact on her physical and mental well-being. And, you know, she's still walking the healing path, as we all are, but she's in such a different place now. So I want to really give you all hope, if you're listening, to know that that is very possible. Okay, so thank you so much for listening today. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist, cannot speak, <laughs> uk enjoy this podcast I would be so grateful if you'd follow rate and review 
as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.